Welcome to Collision Cast, Fender Bender's official podcast, helping collision repair shop operators make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Steve Bauer, editor for Fender Bender, and with me today is Chris Mimoni. Welcome, Chris. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. No problem, Steve. It's my pleasure. All right, now before we begin, I want to provide a little background on Chris's extensive time and expertise in the auto collision industry. But before we dive headfirst into that, and there's a lot to talk to about it, uh, Chris has gone through some serious physical challenges in his life. And I'd like you, Chris, if you don't mind, just to share with our listeners some of the personal challenges you faced, specifically the physical obstacles that you've overcome throughout your life and the determination and courage it took to get over them. I'd be more than happy to, Steve. Um you know, it's uh, it's unfortunate, and it's I think a privilege that I you know had these obstacles right out of the gate because it made me the person I am today. Um, I was born at 27 weeks with something called hydrocephalus. It means water in the brain. Um, all of us, if we're you know normal, uh, we are able to process the excess fluid called cerebral fluid, and it goes through our body and goes into our kidneys but unfortunately with me the fluid would not um, drain properly and it would expand into my uh, head and the the doctors had to insert a shunt system which would help drain the excess fluid and if that had not happened my head would have expanded and I would have died Wow! I weighed two and a half pounds and even got down to a pound and a half. My lungs even collapsed. Um, it, that's how severe everything had turned out. Mm. The doctors told my parents I would not live the night. And if I did, I possibly would have had Down syndrome or extreme learning disabilities. I had 14 brain revisions before I was five years old. Um, I luckily had overcome all those obstacles and had a great uh, childhood. From 1990 to 1998, I attended a school called the Frostic Center in Pasadena, California, which specializes with helping students with learning disabilities. Because of their small classrooms and their uh, one-on-one teaching assistance, I was able to overcome these obstacles. I then was able to uh, transfer to a college preparatory school, and thereafter, I was able to grad, uh, get attended to California Lutheran University in Thousand Oaks, where I had gained a bachelor's degree in business and a minor in music. And what year was that, Chris? In 2009. Okay. After college, I began working for my parents at Marcos Collision Centers. I started from the ground up, washing vehicles and learning every aspect of the business. I'm proud to say I learned so much and gained so much knowledge from learning from Marco and other uh, higher-ups within our company that I began to oversee the production and I 
would look at every aspect of quality throughout the repair process. Um, after we sold, you know, I became part of Service King. But in 2018 is when things started to change. My body um, started to fail me. My, it started very subtle. My walking started to change. I would have stiffness in my legs. Um, I ignored all the warning signs because they were so intermittent. Right. But in 2018, when my dad had passed, the symptoms started to accelerate. And it, it gotten so bad that I was on a camping trip with my brother and my cousin and my legs were shaking so bad I was holding on to rocks going up the hill mm. my, my brother Thomas uh, told me you know Chris every time I come back from Dallas your body is different you really need to go see a doctor right from September of that year to uh, July, excuse me, from September to um, August, I had seen nine doctors. All of them had the uh, same diagnosis with no real answer. It is where I met Dr. Tuchman at Cedar Sinai, and he did some special tests. Uh, he did one particular test it was almost like putting me on the most advanced select bench and he would tilt me up and down while injecting contrast liquid into my spine to see where blockage if there was any blockage they found that there were blockage in the mid back and so they then decided to do surgery the uh, surgery was a success but he had told me and my mom that there was so much scar tissue around my spinal cord that he was surprised I was able to walk the surgery took six hours mm. to be completed and you know it's it's amazing how um, blessed I was that that surgery was a success. I recovered from, uh, you know, it. I actually went back to work for three weeks. But sadly, my spine had failed again right after. Hmm. That is where I lost um, my first neurological um, capability. They had to do a biopsy to my spinal cord, and I lost my proprioception, which is your ability for your body to know where it is in space. So my legs, if you tell me to tap a particular dot on the ground, my legs don't know where they are, so I'll miss the target. Hmm. I gained something called spasticity, which is involuntary contractions in the muscles and it I, there's no cure for it and so that was my first uh, 
neurological deficit surgery. Three weeks later, unfortunately, my spine failed again. This was the last time I was able to walk without an assistive device. What made matters worse, three days later, my original VP shunt that was in me since age five had failed. It was completely calcified. Wow. And they did seven brain surgeries within a four-month period. The last brain surgery, I was fighting bacteria between the brain and the shunt. I deemed that as, or the reason for it, was them not cleaning their equipment. Just like in the in the body shop, you know, business, us not, you know, cleaning our um, welding tips before we start welding. Right. They made that mistake and. I had to have uh, medication fed into me for three weeks in order to kill the bacteria. After that point, I um, didn't have another surgery for six months. I was happy to say, though, in February of that following year, I had I was um, asked to be a motivational speaker at Verifax's symposium. I got a rounding applause for what I had shared with them. This is where I met Sandy Paduro, the HR director for CarStar Collision Center in Montrose. She wanted me to entertain the idea of working with her. She was very intrigued on you know, learning from me. So I agreed. But what the unfortunate thing was is a month and a half later, my spine failed again. This surgery was the worst of them all. The surgery made my spinal cord so weak that my doctor said, he'll be happy if I can just walk with a walker. And this surgery also took all my sensation away from the belly button down. But the miraculous thing is I'm still able to walk with the walker, even though I don't know where my legs are. I'm still able to walk. That's amazing to go from where you were to where you are now. Um, I, I find that so inspirational. I know our listeners will too. Um, and I know that you still are to this day working hard to, um, get off that walker, right, Chris? Yes, I am. Um, but I will be honest with, with everyone, uh, the likelihood that that's going to happen, um, probably won't happen, but I will never give up. I'm never going to give up trying um want to define every odd odds that the doctors had given me um you know i don't believe in settling right and i i can tell you um just from uh talking to chris and um being able to have the pleasure of speaking with him for the last few weeks that 
Chris doesn't settle. And I know for many of you, you know, overcoming so many of those personal obstacles, you know, would be defeating by itself. But Chris has actually taken it to the next level with his success in the collision repair business. And Chris got into it a little bit, but I want to give you guys just a background on some of the things he's accomplished uh, with everything else that he's had to deal with physically. Um, you know, he's been in the industry since 2011, 2011, excuse me. And as he said, he worked at Marcos Collision Centers in San Gabriel from 2011 to 2014 where he oversaw the production and quality um, of each of the departments in the business. Uh, the San Gabriel location had 90 cars in process daily and with a monthly sales goal of $750,000. That's, that's pretty high. But in a matter of months, they surpassed their monthly goal while keeping a continuous CSI of 98 and above. And to top that, for 10 years straight, Verifax awarded the San Gabriel location with the Verified Quality Medallion, which is one of the highest honors a shop can achieve for superior, superior quality standards. Um, that's amazing, Chris. And uh, I know in 2014, Service King Collision Centers purchased Marcos, and Chris uh, became the first to be on Service King's quality control team for the Southern California market. In 2016, Chris was promoted to Quality Assurance Team Lead for the entire Western United States. And from 2016 to 2018, he was on the PAC board for Universal Technical Institute. He's also been an advocate for women wanting to get into the auto collision industry. Uh, in 2016, he was a keynote speaker at their graduation. And since, he's spoken to the California Lutheran University's organizational development classes. Um, and the same year, Chris was actually offered positions from the Bureau of Automotive Repair and Tesla's technical department. Now, in 2018, he left Service King Collision Centers and was a featured speaker at Verifax Annual Symposium. Shortly after, he began his consulting career with CarStar Collision Centers, a three-shop MSO located in Montrose, California, where he helped instill the culture of Marcos and his quality assurance skills. Chris is a huge believer that customer retention begins at the front of the shop with the quality of the repair, the final delivery of the vehicle, and the follow-up with the customers as the key to a shop's success. So today, as we discussed earlier, Chris and I are going to go over four areas of your business that he truly believes are vital for a healthy bottom line. And I'm going to lay them out first, and then I'll have Chris go into detail about each one. There's four of them. The first is what Chris calls the wow effect. Uh, the second is customer retention. The third is the final inspection of the vehicle. And number four is the importance of continuing education. As we all know, the auto technology industry just becomes more advanced by the day. So, Chris, why don't we start by having you tell us what the wow effect is and how valuable a tool it can be for shop owners. Yes, I'd be more than happy to. The wow effect, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, there are several different angles of that. The wow effect, in many ways, starts when the customer first comes in the driveway. How is the driveway and the shop presented? Is it clean? Is it well-groomed? 
when they walk into the office, are the employees wearing proper uniforms? Are they greeted, you know, the correct way? If they had a res- have a reservation, you know, is the reservation uh, there? You know, how many times have we gone to a restaurant where our reservation is not um, in their books? Right. You know, it's very it's very upsetting. <laughs> you know, or they um, are rude; they don't give you eye contact. Um, you, you know, there's so many things when it comes to the first impressions of uh, a business. Is the shop clean inside? You know that, that these are all important. Right. Um, you know the interaction with the advisor is if does the advisor uh, go through you know the concerns with the customer you know finding out you know a lot of different details that uh, will help them when they're writing the estimate are they making the uh, customer educated on certain things right on expectation and so that is just the, the, the beginning part of it. Okay. But you also have the wow effect of the car getting repaired through the repair process. You know, I, a lot of us in the industry, you know, we have to meet uh, insurance demands with cycle time. And, uh, you know, we all want to make a profit. But at the end of the day, my belief, it's all revolved around quality. If you have quality, a lot of things can get fixed. Sure. Your uh, work in process will go smoother. There will be less um, vehicles going back into production. Uh, you will have employee accountability. Uh, you will have um, a product that uh, will, you know, show what your company is about. And then, you know, when you're doing the delivery to the customer, you know, I've, I've visited shops and all these locations do, they'll go through the estimate and uh, hand them the keys and that's the end of the interaction. Mm. But at Marco's, and what I tried to uh, really coach at uh, Service King and also at Carstar was at Marco's, we would go through every single um, feature of the car, we'll show them the inside of the car is clean. We'll make sure we show the, the spare tire and toolkit are there. We will go on a test drive with every single car. You may ask your, you may ask me, okay, why would you want to do that? The reason why you do that is because, you know, customers, they are feelers. They will listen for things. And if you go through a delivery and spend the time with them and then go on the test drive, most likely they will find something that might be minor that you can then address 
before they leave. Right, right. This is Steve Bauer, and you've been listening to part one of my conversation with Chris Maimoni. Check back next week for part two of our discussion. This has been Collision Cast.